What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. Holy crap, it's that time already. It's 6.03. It's beer show time on Thursday night here on 1500 ESPN. Online, you can find us at 1500ESPN.com. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, my name is Chris Reavers, alongside of Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I am awesome. Manny Hill also uh, guiding us uh, through this next hour. We uh, we have an action-packed show with a couple of guests, mm-hmm. one that you know about, one that you do not know yeah, about later know. in the show. Okay, but here's, here's why. Here's what I love about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why I love doing the show that with I you. I do no show prep whatsoever. A, yes. you do no show prep yep. whatsoever. But B, it does not matter what subject matter comes I, up. I don't care. You can have a conversation right. about it. That's what I love about okay, you. Okay, good. I'm excited to get so, this. Uh, and that will be towards the end of the show. Um, but you and I were talking about my little my little voyage last Sunday uh, uh, off the air with, uh, with our buddies from Elevated before the show started. And I, I wanted to talk about this. Uh, on the air during the show with you. So uh, with that, it is time uh, once again on this show to find out... What song do you want to hear, Dan? No, that's the nope. open. No, that's not it either. Nope. It's uh, There we go. Now on the beer show. Time to find out what's on tap. Okay, so I know I've become a beer snob mm-hmm. somewhat. After doing this show for four plus years... Before that, I was not even remotely close to being a beer snob. No, and you're visiting Elevated, like, a lot. It's something we need to talk about. Yeah, you know yeah. all of the guys there. I do. They're actually giving you gifts of certain beers. <laughs> okay. Well, it's because I'm a kind gentleman when okay, I show well, up at yeah, the store. I mean, I get that, but, and a good customer. Thank you. Yes. Um, so, last Sunday, uh, for those that might not be aware, I, I flew to the G- the Bills-Jaguars playoff game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a buddy, you know, that's, it's anyway, it's, I, I've, I've been to a couple of their games. It's just fun, and sure. I'm kind of an adopted member. Of and the it's, Bills. And yeah. I thought, you know what, longest playoff drought in sports history, I gotta be there when sure. they finally make it. And they're crazy. And they are insane. Really? Um, but... The game was awful, but it was almost better that I was there in attendance to do other stuff sure. than actually watch what was a horrible, horrible game. football horrible. game. I mean, they couldn't throw a pass. No, they yeah, could not. Okay. So a couple of things I needed to share with you, being mm-hmm. being my guy. So I get there, and I had I flew to Orlando. I drove up to Jacksonville, which I've never done that before, sure. which is about a two-hour drive. And, uh, you know, through you're basically driving through the heart of Florida. Yeah. And uh, I get there. I finally get to my hotel, and they lost my reservation. No. Yes. So I pull up my app, and I won't say who I used, Mm. and I went, oh, my God. It's not here. Well, not only did they lose my reservation, I had the receipt, and I showed it to the gal at the the front desk, and this is 3.30 in the morning. Oh, okay, good. And she finally said, well, and I'm guessing what happened was she just figured I wasn't coming, Sure. and she gave gave, gave out my room, which was fine. However, there were no other rooms available You're be- kidding because me. the entire contingent of Buffalo came down to Jacksonville for this okay. game. So I was looking on my phone. You know, you can look at sure, your sure. A, a room finder or whatever. I'm like, oh my God, there is nothing. So finally, I got a room in like Lake City, which would be like 
Bloomington in relation to okay. maybe a little bit, maybe Lakeville. So in relation to the yeah, Twin kind Cities, of, of annoying because this is now you you what right. must have flown late. Yeah, on... I flew. I left at eight o'clock, arrived at midnight okay. Florida time, then, then drove two up hours. two hours. Yeah, you, you want to get into bed, so I just want to go to bed because yeah, sure. I got to get up early. It's mm-hmm. got to got to be there at the mafia. Yeah. <laughs> so so if I finally get there, I get checked in, whatever. I sleep for like two and a half hours. I get up and I'm ready. Yes, I mean, I didn't care. You're it's, I'm, I'm adrenaline. The whole reason you got there, yeah. So I park my rental car in what is just this makeshift open park okay. where that they converted to a tailgating lot because the city of Jacksonville was not ready, nor were they prepared to deal with the Buffalo Bill fans. Okay, give me an idea of how many Buffalo Bill fans went down there. I'm going to guess 8,000, 20,000. I'm going to guess at the game, which that, that stadium probably seats, is it 65, 70,000 people? There were a minimum of 30,000 Bills okay, fans so at they, the game. They traveled oh, yeah. hard. And there were, I would guess, another fifteen to 20,000 that were just around there just that just out. wanted to be in the city really? to, to be there when they made the playoff. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and I'll, I can show you some of the photos that I was taking. It, it was insane. I mean, every. Mm-hmm. Little tailgating section that you went to, it was seventy five twenty five. Okay, uh, Bills fans to, to wow. Jaguar fans, and so now you're saying this is just this isn't like a parking lot. This is just a green it's, grass. It's gra- I'm parking They're, on green uh, grass. Just grass. Okay, you're just out in the dirt. So are you, you're familiar with Jacksonville? Right? You're a Florida uh, yeah, guy, kind yeah, of? but not Jacksonville. It's very. It, it reminded me a lot of Duluth. Okay, so it's got the the, the bay that comes in, and there's it's a shipping community. Sure. So the stadium is right outside this gigantic bay okay. where you cross the this huge bridge, much like you would do from Duluth to Superior. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were, we're, I'm parked, but I need to park my rental car in a spot where I can get out of there yes. and get back because I got to catch my flight down sure. in Orlando. And it was tight. And it I was remember. tight, yes. yeah. So I walk up. Oh no! And I could tell there's a frantic tone with the the people who are you know on the CBs communicating with each other, mm-hmm. and finally I get up to where the main lady takes your money, and she says, "What do you mean they started a bonfire?" <laughs> <laughs> so these ja- these uh, oh, yeah. Bills fans just oh, yeah. lit up a fire in they the middle said, of it. Okay, we're parking here, and this is where it's going. Oh wow! And she looked at me, and I was wearing a a, a Bills hat, mm-hmm. and she looked at me, and she said. You people are insane. Yeah, what's wrong with you? And I went, ma'am, can I ask you a question? And she said, what? I said, did you tell them they could not start a bonfire? <laughs> and she said, well, no. I said, that's on you. <laughs> that's on you, Dad. I walked away. Wow. And I could tell I was you know, being sworn yeah, as I walked mad. away. But, so the whole town just got blasted, basically. Oh, yeah. hundred. And, and yeah. most of them came down. Most people came down Friday. Mm-hmm. I was in and I was out. You were out. You well, okay. So you had told me your itinerary. You, you had to leave pretty early. Did you have any qualms about getting out of there? And because didn't you have like a flight? You I were was two hours away, and your flight was like three hours after the game. Yeah, so I I was gonna fly out at seven o'clock originally, and and it got bumped back a little bit. So okay, it, it, so I, you were fine. It, yeah, it ended up okay. being fine, and I left with maybe five minutes to go in the game. It Unlike was a, the Super Bowl where you left at halftime. <laughs> very <laughs> okay, very good point. You. Just wanted to get to that point. That's where I was going. And but my my other favorite part, and and Manny's already heard this story, but. We we uh, I had the the luxury of going onto the field before the game with mm-hmm. with some friends and my my, uh, my really good friend that I that I went there to, to the game with Ryan and his his two buddies who were plowed okay okay and we're talking an hour and a half before kickoff and with all due respect Reavers, <clears throat> if you're saying someone's plowed right they're plowed well the group that I was with because we were in one of these cabana style suites okay. there were maybe forty of us there. 
I was by far and away the most sober person. Oh, really? In that in that suite? Well, oh, you it, knew you had to drive because I knew I had okay. to drive. Yeah, I, I had maybe I had like two or three beers during the okay. game, but then again, you know, I didn't have anything to drink after halftime because I was just I just I just you, wanted you to, get had home. to be able to get home yeah. safely. Yes, okay. <laughs> so we're on the field, or we're about to walk on the field down the the, the little runway, mm-hmm. and there were I could tell a couple of former Jaguar players that were there to do like fan meet and greet stuff like that. Sure. And former Jacksonville Jaguar quarterback David Garrard, who, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Sure, yes. Okay, so he was a great uh, quarterback for the team for mm. a long time, was standing there with what I would assume was his wife or significant other, mm. and was greeting fans. And he even said hi to us. Uh, you know, sure. He was very cool. He didn't care, yeah. And so these two buddies, hey, I'm going to get a picture, you know. Oh, no. So they took a picture. And then they were and they were fine. Okay, they were walking away. They were about three steps away from him, and they went, "I cannot believe we got our picture with Byron Leftwich." <laughs> and I, was, I wanted to say, "No, he that that's the other black Jacksonville quarterback." <laughs> okay. that, but it was the the innocence that they 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 weren't you know they were just stupid and sure, drunk. They sure. weren't they like weren't being mean. mean. Yeah, it was just it was just one of and, those and that days. didn't make him feel so good. Did it, it was just and yeah. I could tell he probably just. Smiled and went, yeah, yep. you're welcome. There you go. Enjoy the game, yeah. fellas. You know, yeah. He might as well said something nastier then because they would have yeah. always blamed Byron. But two things I observed. Number one, uh, we went to a spot before, a couple or two, two spots before the game, mm-hmm. and we walked in. The first place was just packed, and I made it made my way to kind of like where the back bar was, mm-hmm. and um, I said, I want something can I get something local? And sure. they're like, and they kind of had that quizzical look. I'm like, uh, local craft beer, anything you got. And he said, well, I've got shock top. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> what, I didn't Flo- wanna, that's what Florida's like, but man. I, but yeah. I, and I didn't want to be rude. I said, okay, cool. That's sure. that's cool. And shock top's not a bad beer. No, it's yeah. not at all. I, but uh, but whenever I go somewhere, I want to try the local flavor. Sure, there's just nothing. That's not this, that's not Florida. And that's that. Mm-hmm. That's what I yeah. came away with. Like, oh, my God. Like, there's there's not really much here to choose from. No, it hasn't hit Florida. So down in Naples, where I go, you know, yeah. during, during the winter. And there's, there's a couple. There's actually a brewery about a mile from my house. What's it so? called? Do you remember? It's not Fort Myers Brewing, but it's something Benita Springs Brewing or something like that. I can't re- really remember oh, what it's called. I, yeah, Perky's told me about that one because yeah, he's I, a Fort Myers guy. Yeah, and I I sent it out like I, it's a fun spot to bring my kids because they have a bunch of uh, like large toys that kids can play with. I can have a beer and then still drive home. Okay, right? okay. And um, but there's not a lot. You go to any restaurant there, and your choice is Miller Light, Bud Light, Coors Light, Shock Top. You know, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, I and mean, there's nothing special. Though, yeah, there. but it was just how he. Yeah, here I got Shock Top. Yeah, well, all right. Okay, I wasn't gonna be me. I'm like, okay. I'll and was that. that in the stadium or out? No, was this a- was at the uh, the very uh, the very fitting tailgate sports bar and grill across okay. the street from the stadium. And so was that beer a hate to get to economics? Was it was a shock top six bucks or was it a what did I three twenty five? It was top? I think it was seven bucks. But it was a nice. It was okay. a nice and size seven one. bucks and it's right at the stadium. And, and I I don't know if you saw my picture, but I did take a photo with my football mug uh, beer of Miller Lite. And the only reason I bought it. Was just to take the photo sure. of it with the mafia in the tailgating yeah, line. It's the only reason I bought it. Did you uh, jump on any tables? Smash? I did any not. Tables? Um, although there was a, a poll between not only friends but listeners that I was noticing on my Twitter account mm-hmm. of, of they were all kind of wondering, you know, what was the over under of, of odds it. that I would do it. I know okay. Mackie and Judd were disappointed that, and, that I did not. But is that do I? Is it wrong to think those guys are morons? Is it wrong to think that? But it's so over the top that it's almost charming. Is it? I think so. I don't know. You know, I just picture myself yes, walking crazy, with my gal, yeah. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and just little cute Nicole and I walking down and seeing guys jumping on tables, smashing each other in the head. Uh, it's like, okay, gentlemen, let's move it on. Yeah, yeah. you're it right. Be, it if I went with 10 buddies, 
than you know when in Rome, right? Sure. But if you're there with somebody, you're like, okay. The only problem I, I was the the one thing that was starting to not not really bug me, but I always get a little like queasy when I see the dad doing all that stuff when eight-year-old Timmy's yes, with him. Yes, yeah. And and there was a bit of that during the game. Okay. And and to be honest, there, there was I didn't really notice any hostility between, because sure. those guys, the Bills fans I'm talking about, they went in going, we don't, I mean, we don't we, we're probably going to yeah, lose, yeah. but this is just, this is our bowl game. This mm-hmm. is our celebration. We made the playoffs, get, yeah. you know. We're in Florida in January. This is yeah, awesome. Yeah, outside of Buffalo. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that was kind of the growing consent. Like, I, I don't believe, and there might have been a, a, a some, you know, there's always going to be, no matter what you have, there's going to be a situation and something going on at, at, at every NFL. It was game, our but. mutual friend Patrick Hammer, former Channel Five oh. Eyewitness News weatherman? He's in Buffalo. Yes, I don't know if he was at the game. I should have tweeted him. I remember when he went to Buffalo. This is a side note, but when he went to Buffalo, and I said, "What? Why are you leaving Minneapolis to go to Buffalo?" He's like, "It's the weather. I like to report on weather because he's a meteorologist oh, yeah. and they like weather." And and they get the craziest weather. What's well, the mean, lake effect? Uh, yeah, yeah, they know, get twenty-five snow inches for of snow. Size, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So he's like, "That's what I love to do." I'm like, "Okay, congratulations, yeah. better. Good Have fun. You. Have yeah. fun in Western New York." Yeah, exactly. We'll see. Yeah. You. So I made it back alive. Okay. That, well, that was the main, the main point friend. of that yes. story. So uh, anyway, let's step aside for a quick second and and ha- come back with our weekly beer and with our friends from Elevated to Beer Wine and Spirits. That's Manny Hill. That's Mike Fratelloni. I'm Chris Reavers. This is the Beer Show. <laughs> How to like beer. You're tuned in to the beer show. Taste your beer, letting it wash over each section of your tongue. On 1500 ESPN. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. The only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from. It's a B-double-E-double-R-U-N. Let's make a beer run with the guys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As 1500 ESPN's beer show now continues. Welcome back to the beer show here on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com. And it's our time, it's that time for our weekly beer room with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine and Spirits, Reavers, Fratelloni, Manny Hill, and Ryan from Elevated is here. And folks, if you're not familiar, then shame on you. Elevated has the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities, not even close. Corner of 42nd and Hiawatha in South Minneapolis and in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. Now recognized by Growler Magazine as the best bottle shop. In the Twin Cities, and it's about damn time. And we actually we picked up the hardware for that recognition Did this you? week too. Nice, Jackie. Of course, you know she was she was stoked. Because what I didn't understand, I didn't see the parade go down in White Bear anywhere. Did you have a? Ticker tape parade. I mean, did you shut the road down or no? You know, we're waiting for some better weather. Oh, some better weather. Okay, maybe we'll do something with that. But in the meantime, Jackie did pick up the uh, the the plaques that that we won for both best liquor store and best bottle shop. That's so that cool. Was really cool. Uh, congrats to the White Bear staff over there. They work hard and uh, and they deserve that one. Absolutely. Um, and I already told you this off the air, but uh, I had to do research and development mm-hmm. for uh, my my job well, as R&D. the host of the beer show. So what I did was yesterday I stopped in at Elevated uh, on my route home because mm-hmm. South Minneapolis is on my way to Carver. You know, what? can I stop you just one second? Sure. I think people think you might be lying about that because every week you say, "Well, when I was in Elevated," <laughs> but you're not lying. No, no, no. You no, were no, at no. Elevated. I, I was there. I was the other there, time. Yeah. The, 
couple weeks ago, you were at Elevated twice in one day. Thanks for bringing that up. Right? Okay. Yeah, you think that you know he's just being a good good guy. Yeah, being a good host, embellishing a little elevated. bit. Yeah, yeah he's not. He's actually going there like a few times a week. Good I, for you. I may have a problem. <laughs> uh, so I stopped in, and all I do is I, I I say I need something new. Give me something to try. Yeah. And then I looked at the schedule and and knew that our guest this week was going to be the Milwaukee Brewing Company, yes, and I love their double IPA. And I said I need one of those, and it was awesome. So yeah, you I guys, swear we, did, we didn't plan it this way. We weren't trying to just no. go straight Milwaukee or Wisconsin breweries for uh, 2018, but but yeah, we've got we've got Milwaukee here this week, and of course one of our favorite guys in the biz, in Eric Mines. What's up, Eric? Oh, not much. How are you guys doing today? Welcome back to the show. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's uh, always a fun time, and I believe. Is your double your double IP has been around for a long time, right? Uh, yeah, so it's been around for uh, at least four years now. It's uh, uh, Hop Freak, uh, our double IPA. Uh, we do something pretty cool with it. We use a little bit of uh, jasmine tea in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, gives a lot of uh, floral, kind of herbal, earthy notes to it. And so it's not your uh, typical uh, over-the-top citrus hop bomb. And that's why, and I remember enjoying it because it was one of the first double IPAs that I had. Because, you know, me being a late bloomer, with the, the craft beer movement, I remember you know with me I'm not a I'm not a bitter guy, but I like I like it hoppy, and I remember having yours going. Oh, I didn't know if I'd like a double IPA, and I love it. So that and that's when I that's when I remembered when I was pointed in your direction for the double IPA. Yeah, it's a great beer. It's a great beer. Yeah, it's uh, one of my favorites, and uh, yeah, I actually. Uh, uh, for a while, a uh, long time, actually, I said that was always my favorite beer we brewed. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that that was not the one that I drank the most. And uh, <laughs> uh, it was our cream ale. And so I figured, eh, I better yeah, maybe it's the cream ale. That's yeah. my favorite. <laughs> you know, just by virtue of uh, drinking it all the time, uh, you know, and when it's 5%, that uh, makes it a lot easier. Yes, than it does. Yeah. Hey, Eric, you, you guys are from Milwaukee, obviously, mm-hmm. and you've come cro- across the border into our town, and you're doing quite well because you make great beer. Can you tell me, has anybody from the Twin Cities come to Milwaukee? Yeah, so there's uh, a few people that, uh, well, I, I know for a fact uh, Indeed does. Uh, they okay. uh, We actually had them in uh, over to our brewery when they were in uh, town. And you're roughly um, the same size as Indeed, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know the exact okay. numbers. But, but not but that far off. No, yeah, no, okay. no, no, no. Pre- pretty... Uh, we got a late start to it um, as far as uh, distributing because we didn't build our production facility till 10 years ago. Uh, so we've been around 20 years, um, built it in 97, started off as a small brew pub. And, you know, we had a few accounts, but uh, definitely not uh, world domination mm-hmm. levels or anything like that. And uh, so we didn't really get into the whole production side of it uh, till 2007. So uh, we've definitely kind of... Uh, for how long we've been around, we're kind of a little behind on that in a good way. Um, we've had a lot of time to uh, make it right. Just, yeah. yeah, just brew beer and uh, not have that kind of pressure. So Relate awesome. the the Milwaukee beer drinking crowd with like the Twin Cities. I mean, if, as far as I mean, I know it's obviously the market size isn't the same, but as far as the percentage of the craft beer drinker as opposed to the domestic uh, beer drinker, what what what's the ratio? Is it is it roughly the same? Yeah, so Milwaukee's had, uh, Wisconsin in general has had a richer uh, uh, brewery culture for longer than Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, you know, just as uh, with having Paps and Schlitz, you know, specifically in Milwaukee. 
and uh, uh, Miller too. So just having those breweries around for so long, and there's, you know, Line and Kugels has been around. There's been a lot of breweries around for a long time. Um, but the whole craft thing never really uh, it was a little bit further the I guess the percentage the fervor mm-hmm. uh, wasn't as great, but now it's just amazing mm-hmm. down there. Uh, it's as everywhere. It's just been on fire. Do you sell into Chicago too? Then because you're right there. No, we don't. Okay, so you only come west, and is that the only other state you're in? Uh, right now, yeah. And okay. so uh, you know, never say never on anything. But right now, it's just Minnesota and Wisconsin. Sure. But you guys are building a new facility as well. So you, you must have some plans here. Yeah, in terms of yeah and we do. I, you know, it's uh, I know enough to be dangerous, not enough to be helpful. Um, it sounds like Reavers and yeah, I. I was just going to say that should be my nickname. Yeah. Well, I, I would say in general, it feels like a pretty common theme in the, in the, uh, the folks in this room right now. Yes. Um, but uh, you know, I, in general, my wife would say that embodies me to a T. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we're building a new brewery. It's going to up our capacity, but quite a lot. Um, we're going into the old uh, uh, Paps uh, Brewery facility, the last building that hasn't been built up. And it's going to be pretty darn cool. Uh, the beer hall is going to be huge. We're going to have a cool rooftop experience. Um and we can have a lot of people up on the roof, and it's going to overlook the new Bucks Arena. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited about, it and everyone is just it's. When do you guys hope to have that done by? June, hopefully. Okay. Um, you know that's that's kind of what we feel good about right now, saying June. Um, because is the new is the new arena going to be done? Uh, already done? Are they playing? I forget if they're playing in it or not. Uh, no, they're not playing in it yet. Okay, but they are going uh, to next year. Yeah. Yeah, so gotcha. that, that's the plan, and uh, it's going to be fun. It's That whole area is going to transform. Um, we're really excited. Uh, we've been making a lot of friends in that neighborhood. We've been uh, really trying to build relationships, and everyone's really excited. Because... You know, how tough would it be to make friends when you're a brewery? <laughs> no offense, but we've been making a lot of friends. You make beer. You're going to have a lot of friends, period, right? Right. Own a it's cop, like, own like a copy a your store and see how many friends you make, right? <laughs> well, yeah, we don't, you know, we don't want anyone to, you know, the biggest challenge is we don't want any of the local drinking establishments to get to mad, think of, yeah, sure, yeah, and to think of us as competition, um, you know, because ultimately what we're trying to do is with having a tap room and a, a facility where you can come to is we're trying to build the brand, mm-hmm. a- and uh, you know, so much, uh, you know, you think about. Um, certainly with their facility, just how much that brewery builds that brand. Absolutely. And um, it just gives it, and people come from all over the place to mm-hmm. go to that brewery. And, and Every time uh, I have a friend come to town, that's exactly yep. where they want to go. That in the Mall of America, I say, I'll do certainly, I ain't going to the Mall of America. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I, I hear you. don't uh, dislike them all. Oh, God. Hey, so, uh, so, Ryan, hot what, take, hot take. When, when you get people in, like Milwaukee Brewing, right, you, right. you're going to carry them because they're a big brand. Do you ever have to say, uh, or, or do you get any weird perception of people not wanting that? I can see Madison Beer is doing really well because so many people from Minnesota went to Madison and there's some tie. But I don't know if there's that big a tie to Milwaukee, or am I wrong? Do they just make such great the, beer that it doesn't matter? Or? I don't know about the tie to the city itself, but people really connect with this brand. Okay, I mean, if you you've you've seen the cans, yeah, I mean, they're they're really sharp looking. I mean, the branding is on point. Mm-hmm. The graphics are great. The beer is fantastic, and they do some really cool things that a lot of other craft breweries aren't doing. You know, the tea infusion the tea for infusion, one. Yeah. Um. So I, I think that you know 
there's there's definitely a, a market for just you know forward thinking forward thinking innovative breweries in general mm-hmm. but then when you have the total package like they do with the with the branding and everything else it's so uh, it's, it's an easy no sell for you guys absolutely oh yeah. really okay yeah. so milwaukee brewing is the guest here on the beer show courtesy of elevated beer wine and spirits you can find more information online at elevatedbws.com, including a tasting i'm assuming this weekend yeah we'll have a couple of tastings going on at both stores and milwaukee brewing mke will be there uh for for one of each of those and we're doing mm-hmm. friday night in minneapolis from five to seven and we're doing white bear lake Three to five on Saturday. <laughs> uh, Eric, you can't I see think this. It might be the other way around. Either right. way, you can find it on the you on can, social yeah, media and everything. Yeah. One of us is right. So, what are we going to be <laughs> tasting? Because I want to hear more about the beer. Obviously, I'm personally familiar with the double IPA, having consumed two of them last night. Uh, what else? What else will we be sampling, and what else can we find at Milwaukee Brewing? Uh, the one I'm super excited about is uh, Citrus Happy, our grapefruit IPA, um, at six percent alcohol. Real nice, easy to drink, and uh, you know, it, yeah, I always joke around that. Uh, uh, you know, what doesn't someone want to drink other than the Grapefruit IPA during uh, 12 degree weather sure. uh, in the middle of January? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it, it's a flavor profile that people like, you know, that real citrusy IPA. Um, and really, uh, it, it's just a great beer. And, it it and really I, is. I mean, those that like Sculpin IPA, you know, the oh, yeah. version of Sculpin, yeah. of course, it's a, it's a big hit out there. That I think this beer is better and, and no it's, kidding it's not nearly as expensive too which is great so anyone that that really likes these you know what's the name of it again ryan it's called uh citrus happy yes. okay. grapefruit ipa rivers is making notes oh. well i it love sculpin he didn't do this in college but he's making oh yeah diligent <laughs> diligent notes here Eric, can you um you know you talked a little bit in the green room about this the super bowl that's coming up and how you as a salesman in town are you you're trying to get your foothold right now because you're seeing this thing this push of it's uh, major beer brands or local beer brands only here coming up for the next month. Is that what you're seeing? Uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, that's a, you know, I, I love Minnesota. I've mm-hmm. been in Minnesota in my entire life. Uh, and I just want, you know, any chance I can get to showcase the state, people just love showing it up mm-hmm. and, and we want to show how great it is. And, and so I completely get why people want the local, local stuff, uh, yeah. stuff. And, um, you know, so I have no problems with that. And, mm-hmm. uh, we're even, I was talking to someone today about, uh, uh, we're going to be doing beer of the month soon. And, uh, a bar and they were like, well, you know, maybe we'll push you off until March. And, sure. uh, because we had been talking about February, and I was like, no problem. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I get it. Like, Makes if that's sense. what you yeah. want to do, if if that's the, you know, best thing, and, you know, show it off. I mean, f- flaunt it, you know. I, uh, I'm i a big fan of it. And, I hope, um, yeah. But, yeah, so uh, we still have plenty of opportunities uh, in the off-premise, uh, and, uh, you know, just because it's the Super Bowl in Minnesota doesn't mean you can't drink Milwaukee Brewing Company. Uh, it's <laughs> available at Elevated, uh, right. both White Bear Lake and Minneapolis. Um, <laughs> but it is but, interesting in that, you know, this is something that not any single one of us have ever had to plan for or no. execute. I mean, I get it that the Super Bowl is here in 92, but it's such a different animal this time around than it was back in the early 90s. The money that seems to be coming into town and the event costs that are, they're building arenas for this. Right. You know, they did the Armory, they did uh, uh, Club Nomad or whatever it's yeah. called, Club yeah. Nomadic or whatever. It's like the funds that are coming in for a one-day football game, it's outrageous. And it's outrageously cool. It's almost making me a little nervous. It's like, wow, 
That's a big deal. I, so I'm a little different than most Minnesotans. I don't want more people here. Right. I, I like Minnesota this way. That's why I, I don't care about winter because it weeds out the wusses. Right. Yeah. People people leave or they just can't take it. And I, I, I want some people here, but I don't want everybody here. So <laughs> I'm 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 worried. Inclusive, but not really. Yeah, but, the but Mike really Fellow story. Well, you know, get what, what happened? Yeah, I get off my lawn. Exactly. The older I get, the more I get like that. Reverse, what's going to happen if it's four degrees below zero? Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of that weekend. You know, I, I keep going back and forth on this, but in all honesty, it, it might affect it about 0.1%. But what do you think so people image, people, do you think people are going to say, oh, it was fun, I was in the frozen tundra, and look at, we wore our fur coats? I and- think that people that don't either don't live here, haven't been here during the winter, or have never experienced it, they already have the perception. I talked to that people last... Cold, exactly, yeah. that yeah. it's always... In July, that it's 10, sure. 10 below zero. Yeah, you're right. La- you know, last, last weekend, I was telling people, or I was talking to people... Um, at the game, and they're like, "Oh, I'm like, well, it's not that bad. It's it's no, it's fine." It's you know, than Chicago. I, I was on. I was I, I was at the airport, you know, and, and it was 60 degrees out, and people were in long jackets. Yeah. And I thought, "What's the matter with you people?" You know what I always tell people when they really complain about our weather? I said it it snowed more in Seattle last year than it did in Minneapolis, and that blows people's mind. And like, yeah, see, we're not that bad, but don't move here. No, <laughs> yeah, no we don't really want you here. Yeah. Um, so I back to the, the to the to the buying and Super Bowl and everything else. Ryan, are you noticing or are you going to notice an increase in sales? I mean, are, is that going to be really hard to quantify? It's be nuts. Well, we you know we're in a u- unique position because we're we're on a highway that is you know in between the oh, airport yeah. and downtown. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I mean we're yeah. and, and we're one of the only Minneapolis liquor stores, if, if if I'm not mistaken, maybe the only Minneapolis liquor store that's on a major thoroughfare period, right? Yeah. Conveniently located point. on the way to downtown. So I think, you know, we're we're preparing for some action that way, just, you know, kind of transient traffic. However, we're we're doing some things too in the background here that we're going to talk about in the next week that are are going to uh probably amplify some of what we'll experience during the Super Bowl too. Jay Z so. concert in the parking oh, lot. Oh, wow. you can't not supposed to say <laughs> yeah. that. You're, you can only say Mr. Z, but you can't say the no, J part. Knowing Ryan, he's like, I don't want to have a concert because that's going to take away parking, parking for yeah, people exactly. that want to come here and spend well, money. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay, back to Milwaukee Brewing. They're the guest courtesy of Elevated Beer Wine and Spirits here on the Beer Show. Uh, you only mentioned two beers. Let's go here. What else yeah. you got? What else uh, are we sampling this weekend? Well, so as uh, I alluded earlier, my favorite beer we brew is the Outboard Cream Ale. Five uh, percent. Uh, you said is that your most popular one too? Uh, that's one. That's actually our second most popular. Okay. Um, our most popular is our Louis Demise Amber Ale, and that's. Uh, uh, we definitely get more push on that in Wisconsin um, than Minnesota. Just uh, Ambers are big in Wisconsin, aren't they? The ambers and brown ales are yeah. huge in Wisconsin. And um, it's really a, a nice, easy-drinking beer. It's not uh, One of the things that sets our, ours apart is it's not super sweet. Um, it's uh, so it's poundable, is what you're saying. Well, yeah, it, you know, it, selling beer in Wisconsin is pretty easy. You know, just <laughs> don't, don't make it uh, too sweet and make it uh, uh, drinkable alcohol wise, sure. and uh, you can sell a lot of it. You can sell a lot of it, which I think is a, a smart thing for Minnesota brewers to learn. That hey, you don't have to make it uh, 10% alcohol to sell it, and you don't have to make it super unsessionable. In fact, if it's more sessionable, you're going to sell more of it. Yeah, and and every year you're seeing uh, more and more people, uh, more and more beers uh, fit into that category. Mm-hmm. The lower ABV, uh, uh, easier to drink, and uh, you know, pilsners and cream ales and, and blondales have really uh, shot up in popularity in recent years too. 
Okay, so if people want to find out, you know, you got the new place coming here uh, in the next couple of months and want to find out more information about that, when it's when you guys are going to be open, up and running, you know, Tapper Mowers, all that stuff, a beer finder, I'm sure that's all available at the website. It is, mkebrewing.com, uh, Twitter at uh, mkebrewco, and, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, yes, and I was completely wrong. It, uh, <laughs> is, uh, Ryan was right. It is Minneapolis on uh, for the tasting uh, Friday night and uh, White Bear Lake on uh, Saturday for the samplings. Uh, this is definitely not my first time nor my last time that I'll be wrong. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's that. But this is a cool opportunity, folks, that you know maybe if you've heard about a couple of these beers that we were talking about, it's your chance to taste these for free. Uh, it's a, it's an absolute no brainer. You guys do a great job of of sampling these beers for people that stop in at your stores. Yeah, this is this is a really cool opportunity to try everything MKE has to offer. You know that citrus happy grapefruit IPA we were talking about is is newer to this market right now, and I and I think it's a great chance for people to try that kind of you know. Drink some of those winter blues away with uh, with a fantastic uh, grapefruit beer. And we have to stock up for playoff football this weekend. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I've never been excited as excited for a, a Vikings win in my life. It's going to be exciting. He's hearing the cash register. Cha ching, cha ching. So uh, yeah, this is this is a this is a big weekend. Anyone that's having yeah. parties, remember we have probably the best frequent buyer program for liquor stores yep. in the entire state. Take advantage of that. Also, you know, we normally do a beer of the month feature, but in January we're doing a spirit of the month. So cold that, you know, we felt like it would, it might be the better thing to to focus on a whiskey. So we we have Bullet Bourbon 750 milliliter bottles for just 29 20.99. That's 2099. What? For a 750 a bullet? Right? Those are normally at most shops those are 24 or 25 bucks. So you can get that right now for 20.99 if you're into uh bourbon or uh, or rye. It's a perfect uh, perfect bottle to buy. It is a winter warmer. Oh my Absolutely. goodness! I know what I'm picking. Up. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Reavers, you could go there on one of your many visits and get one. Oh, we'll I have to wait two tomorrow. more days, or my credit card is going to say, <laughs> oh, "I think someone stole it." No, darn it! No, somebody must have done that. Uh, cool. So all that information's uh, available via social media. You guys are very active on social media. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, more and more there too, and always check out the website. For those tastings, elevatedbws.com. Awesome. Thanks, boys. Thanks, man. Talk to you again. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Weekly Beer Run. You can find more information online. Like I said, elevatedbws.com. Do not touch that radio dial. We have one segment to go. This is The Beer Show. This is The Beer Show. Let's go drink some beer. On 1500 ESPN. Final segment of the beer show right here on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com. It's Reavers, it's Fratelloni, Manny Hill. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, the reason I love working with Mike Fratelloni uh, on this show is that I can throw any topic at him and he is ready to have a conversation. So, <laughs> Michael, I, I just spoke to Tyler off the our next guest and I want to introduce him properly. Tyler George is from Duluth, Minnesota. Okay. okay. There's a reason he's on this show, on the beer show. He is on the 2018 USA Olympic curling team. Oh, And Tyler also owns a liquor store. Nice. That is why he is on the show with us this evening. Tyler is also right now competing in a tournament in Ontario. Tyler, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Okay, so I I already see Fred on his face. Excited, but he, he has so be many questions in a tournament right now because he sounds sober, and you can't curl <laughs> while you're sober. 
You can't curl as well. Oh, See, curl as well. See? Okay. is that the case? Is that the case? Now, is that the? Uh, I mean, do, do, how did you get into the sport of curling? Because for me, I'm a Carver resident. You know, the Chaska Curling Club is literally uh, like two miles from my house, and we'll go down there, and I'll just sit there and I'll I'll watch this go on, and I think this sounds like such a fun sport it to just get doable, involved in. It? How? What was your path to get into this, Tyler? Uh, actually, when I was born, my parents ran the Duluth Curling Club restaurant and bar, so I didn't really have much of a choice but to get involved. So, <laughs> like my first bed as a baby was the roasting pan in the kitchen behind the bar. So, <laughs> uh, that's yeah, fantastic. I was always going to be playing no matter what I did. Yeah. So, was your father an Olympian or your mother? Uh, uh, it wasn't an Olympic sport back when they played. They, okay, uh, what a they, shame. they were avid players too, but uh, uh, the first year that it was an official sport for the Olympics was uh, 98, I believe. You know, here's so, what happened. I think around 98, um, I live in St. Paul. I live right next to the St. Paul Curling Club. Literally, I would drink at the bar. Uh, it was called Chang O'Hare's at the time. I would drink there every day. In fact, I drank there and ate there so much, I bought the sign when they closed. I bought their sign. But I always would look <laughs> over at the curling club, and I'd talk to my friends drunkenly thinking, we should try to become Olympians in curling. Can you give me an idea of how long it would take to become a real decent curling player, if, if you're a player? If, if you want to be able to compete, like, uh, even in a, a solid league, mm-hmm. like you would like a golf league or something, I'd say if you played maybe three years and you took to it quickly, maybe two if, uh, if you get it quick. So uh, if, you, if that would be like you'd be bowling a 180 then at that point is what you're that's saying. That's probably about right, yeah. Okay, about and then right. you're at that level where occasionally you're going you're gonna to play a perfect game. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully we got a few of those coming up in the next month. But uh, I've been playing for about 20 years now. So wow. uh, if I can't throw a few of those out there every once in a while, then uh, i got to practice a little more. How old of a guy are you, Tyler? If you've been doing it for 25. 20 years, 35. Okay. So you, this yeah. has basically been, been a part of your life forever, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I started playing, uh, around 12, 13 years old. And, uh, but long before that, I was always around the club and, uh, you know, a lot of role models growing up. I know a lot of people can't say this, but you know, a lot of curlers were role models for me. Sure. Uh, but, uh, the, the that curling guy over there, John, old. he can drink 10 beers and still play. <laughs> that, was that the, was that the role model you liked or? Uh, not as a ten-year-old. Not as a twenty-year-old. Uh, that's that's the guys I was looking up to. You but know, can the, I ask tenure. one real quick question? Will you be one of the older Olympians at thirty-five? I mean, what sport would have an older Olympian in it? I think you might see. Uh, I know some of the biathlon athletes uh, are up in that range too. There's a couple that are older than uh, than we are. Uh, curlers. Uh, there's a range. I think probably between uh, twenty and forty. Hmm. For the athletes that'll be at the games, and I, I know the Norwegian skip uh, team captain is uh, at forty-five or somewhere in that range, but uh, that guy's chiseled in the stone. <laughs> I, I've never seen a guy with a physique like him. He could play till he was sixty if you wanted to. I'd, I'd check to see if he's doping. Personally, he, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying I, I to create can, I can uh, tell you some intrigue. He takes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Tyler George is with us here on the Beer Show. He is a member of the 2018 USA Olympic Curling Team. He's from Duluth, Minnesota. He owns a liquor store. We should probably give your store a shout out. What's the name of the store in Duluth? Uh, it's uh, George's Liquor. Easy to remember. Oh, you know, that's last easy name, enough. Family name. We've had her for about uh, 13, 14 years, and we're up in the Kenwood area, up in Duluth. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's an easy business to run being on the road. You know, I don't have to worry, you know, if I wake up in the morning, if people are still buying my product, you know, <laughs> drinkers aren't going anywhere. Right. So uh, we don't have to prepare it. We just put it around the shelf, make sure we're stocked up. And uh, I got a couple of good guys that uh, do a great job and take care of things while I'm on the road. But uh, 
yeah, it's a business that allows me to be able to travel and uh, and, and do what we're doing. So, uh, and nothing I ever got to worry about the checks still rolling in. All right, so Tyler, let me ask you about the team itself. How many members actually make up uh, a curling team? I mean, I understand that how many people actually compete in the event, but what? How many members actually make up part of your team? Uh, we have four regular members of the team and a fifth guy that's an alternate that comes in uh, spots in if somebody's injured, sick, anything like that. So we'll be taking five over the games. Uh, but uh, most teams will just stick with their normal four that they have without a rotation. And uh, as a follow-up, you're competing right now in a tournament in Ontario. What What's your timeline going to be like leading up to and then actually participating in the Olympic Games? Uh, we fly from here uh, on Monday up to Edmonton to play in a Grand Slam event, which would be like a Grand Slam and golf uh, Canadian Open. And then we're back for a week. We head over to Japan to train for four or five days, get used to the time change and everything before we actually get into the Olympic atmosphere. And I believe we arrive two days before the opening ceremonies uh, over in Pyeongchang. So uh, it's coming fast now. Uh, every day, I mean, I look at the calendar and think, uh, I can't believe it was already a month and a half. We were planning the trials and, and here we are a couple of weeks away from heading to the games. So let me ask you, Tyler, on a serious note, I mean, it's got to be obviously a lifelong dream to be able to participate in the Olympic Games, but given where they're being where they're being at or being held this particular time, is there is there any part of you that's a bit apprehensive about maybe tensions uh, in South Korea? No, no, not at all. Good. Uh, we've been in touch with the uh, the USOC uh, constantly about things like this, and they've assured us that if anything comes up, we need to be worried about that. They'll let us know, but. They tell us with the security out there, it's probably the safest place on the planet to be. Wow. Okay, so I'm trying to go through some other Olympic um, winter athletes that I can think of. And I have one in mind that I, I think you should try to find her and meet her. Lolo Jones. You, are you familiar with her? I am familiar with Lolo. Yeah, do, I don't do know you know her? Oh, you don't know her. You should get to know no. her. I, that's a very good idea. I'm going to take a shot at that. All right. Because she's, you know, I think, uh, do you know anything about Lolo Jones? I've heard the name, but I don't know why you're bringing this up. But sprinter, I sprinter. Yeah. Now she became a bobsledder. Oh, yeah, of she's course. She's around okay. 30 years old. She's um, saving herself for marriage, right? Tyler, are you a married I, guy? I am not a married guy. I'm single. I'm, maybe she's just saving herself for another athlete like Tyler. And you yeah, know, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure she's been waiting for a curler a whole. Lot. <laughs> see, see, and you know what you can do too, Tyler. Is when you do approach Lolo Jones, you can say, "I don't know if you know this, but I was a guest on the beer show in Minneapolis." Yes, that's my pickup line right there. <laughs> I, I, I would use that all the time. I'm in already, it's never going to work. But I try. You know, are you just so excited to be part of that team, the uh, U.S. Olympic full throttled team? You know, everybody going over that. That has to be a really different feeling. Yeah, it's it's a totally different animal for anything else we do. Uh, we played in the last three world championships, but that's just kind of you know in our little niche. Uh, but to be able to to play in an event where we're shoulder to shoulder with the top athletes in the world and and play on the world stage, it's it's not an opportunity that we get uh, with anything else we do in curling. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, it's still a little surreal. It's still sitting in, but. Uh, I think uh, once we walk in for the opening ceremonies, it's it's going to hit like a ton of bricks. But yeah, I, I couldn't be more excited. I've been I've been trying to do this for a long time now. It's, uh, it was my fourth Olympic trials. Uh, wasn't sure if I was going to do another one after this. So, uh, oh, good for you to, to finally get there. Yeah, it's uh, it's a hell of a feeling. I'm I'm just. Uh- unbelievably impressed and excited because now I know I can say I know a guy who can meet Lolo Jones. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I would say that too if I knew somebody who knew her. Now yeah. it's not me, so that's not too bad. All right. Well, Tyler, seriously, thank you so much for taking time out of your tournament here and time out of your preparations for the Olympic Games for coming on the show. And, and honest to God, we'll be rooting for you. And best of luck, my man. Oh, I appreciate that. You guys want to check in from Korea, you let me know. Absolutely. We, we absolutely yeah, we will, will do that. Absolutely. So, awesome. Tyler, good luck, man. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You got it. There he goes, Tyler George, the um, a member of the 2018 USA How Olympic cool Curling Team. I see, and I knew I wasn't going to have to prepare you. I it's knew so you cool. were going to love it. I knew I, you were going to love it. I, that is the one sport. At one after I passed out of my sports potential, yep. I said I'm going to become an Olympic curler because I was young and dumb, and I thought it doesn't look that hard. <gasps> I it got is. an idea. Yes. A beer show curling team at the Chaska Curling Club. No, no, no. St. Paul Curling Club. Damn it, I don't want to drive to St. Paul. Well, I'm not going to Chaska. That Dang was a great it. idea, but we're not doing I'm it. I'm on board. All right, <laughs> Manny's in, Manny's in. Uh, anyway, so that, that was pretty cool, and good luck to Tyler George. Uh, if you missed any portion of the program, check out the podcast, and you can find that online at 1500ESPN.com, also available on Podcast One. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Your Reavers, you're the best. For our friends at Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, my name is Chris Reavers. We will talk to you again next Thursday night. Until then, Cheers.